In the previous segment, we started discussing some of the limitations on that someone who is a muhsik generally has the right to retain his items until proven conclusively otherwise. And we gave some limitations that if, A, if he knows he's wrong, then the fact that he's holding it doesn't make him right. And we also said that sometimes there's a that even though we can't prove that the, he has to give away the money. Sometimes if he's at fault for the suffolk or similar, then there'll be a chiv, lots of shamayim. He's considered chayiv shamayim, which is basically can't go take the money away from him, but he's considered chayiv as far as shamayim is concerned. We now go to another limitation. This is on page 14. It's the rule of kaifin al-midastoyim. Gemara begins as Gemara Babasi Yudbez Amabez, towards the bottom, referring to children who are come to divide up their father's estate. Where it says, There was a child who bought a field right on the border of his father's estate. So when they came to divide up the estate, he told his brothers, So please give me the field that borders my fields. That way I'll have one big field together. So Rabbi says, In this kind of case, will force the brothers to give him that specific field that borders his field, so that he'll have one big field he has to gain from it, and they have nothing to lose by giving it to him. Why can't the brothers claim to him? We consider that field to be a very, very good field. Rashi says you were discussing the kind of field that sometimes is better, sometimes is worse. It's almost the luck of the draw. And therefore, they can claim that, well, no, to us, we consider that to be a really good field, and we're not giving it up just because he has a neighboring field. We specifically like that field. Perhaps that field will be better off in the long run. So they do not have to give up their rights to split that field with a girl, and they'll have to draw lots, as we always do. However, the Gemara continues, if it's Treyarsa, now, the Gemara there says, that this Taina is correct, but if it be Treyarsa, Treynigri, what if it's two fields, and each one of them has their own watering well. So Rashi again tells us that these kind of fields, they're more or less, they're all the same. So it doesn't really matter. And this guy has the border, the neighboring field, and he wants to join his fields together. Omar Rabba says, Rabba again says, so we should certainly force, because of Midas Taim, because we, cannot allow, we are not allowed to act like the people of Sedaim, so we should force the brothers to give him the fields so that he could join them together, he has to gain, and they have nothing to lose. Again, Rebbe objects. It's different wells, some the watering holes, sometimes they dry up. So why can't the brothers say that maybe this well will dry up and the other well will be better, better off? So we don't want to give up our claim against this specific well just because he has a neighboring field. Perhaps this one will produce better. And again, says the Gemara, The Gemara again agrees that should be like However, in the last case, if we if they both share the same watering watering well, so now there's really no difference between the fields, and there's no difference in how they'll be watered. Either the watering pit will work or it won't work. So, and now again, the brother is 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 asking for the neighboring field, so he wants to have the one that's that that adjoins the one that he already owns. Over here, Amar Yisuf here, Yisuf is in agreement. Over here, certainly we're going to force the brothers because of the Isser of acting like the people of Sedeim, will force them to relinquish their rights to a lottery, and they'll have to give up the neighboring field 
to the brother already owns the adjoining field. So here Abayah objects. Why can't the brother say that we specifically want you to split your field? We'd rather have your, you have your field on one side and the other half of your field on the other side. That way you'll have to hire more workers and that way our middle field will be better protected. Since you have to hire more workers, one for your field on the right, one for your field on the left, since you now have a split field, so now there'll be more people around, there'll be more hired workers around, and our field will be protected. Why isn't that a valentino? Says the Gemara, no, over here, the Halachas like that we are Kaifid Amid this time, and they cannot use this claim that they want to have more workers around. Having extra workers around is not a valid claim to force the brother to, or rather to get to retain their rights to a lottery and thereby risk this brother having his field split in half on two sides. We do not say that. Rather, over here, we will force the brother, since there's no difference in the actual field, or in the actual watering well, so we'll force them to give him his adjoining field so that he can join his fields into one. So we learn from here that sometimes if there's no loss to one party and there's a direct gain to another one, we will force someone to give up his rights. Over here, the right was his chus, the, the, the brothers was to do a lottery. We'll force someone to give up his rights if he has nothing to lose by giving it up and a different party has what to gain by him giving it up. So that's rule number one, that when there's an issue of midas sedoim involved, when there's an issue of someone, by keeping his right, it's caused a loss to someone else and he has nothing to gain by insisting on his rights, then we can actually force him to give it up. Going to the next page. This is page 15 in the booklet. Here we have the rule of Lufnim Yishur Sadin. The Gemara is a fascinating story. This is the end of the sixth parak above Metziah, Pegim Omer Aleph. Rabbi Barbarachono, Tavrulei Hanosh Kuloi Chavita Dechamro. Rabbi Barbarachono hired workers to carry a barrel of wine for him, and they broke it. They messed up and they cracked his barrel. So he held them liable for doing it. Shakalaglimayu. So he took away their, their garments from them in payment. Also, so they came and Rav, they complained to Rav that Rav Rachana took away their garments, even though they were clearly in the wrong. Still, they went and complained. They felt somehow it was unfair that he took away their clothing in payment for the barrel that they broke. So so Rav tells his Talmud, Rav Rachana, says, give it back. You have to give back their clothing. So Rabbi Rechana says, is that the halacha? Do I have to give it back? And Rav says, yes, that is the halacha. You must give it back. Why? He quotes to a Pasuk in Mishlei, you should be going in the good path. You should be giving it back. But he used the Lashen that end, you're mechuyiv to. So fine, he went ahead and gave back their clothing. So they're still not happy. So these workers tell Rav, we're poor people. but I mean, We spent the whole day trying to carry this barrel. It's true we messed up, but we didn't do it. We did actually spend the whole day working. The Kafinon, we're hungry. Less than media. We have nothing to show for our efforts because the thing broke and he didn't pay us our wages. Omelay, so Rav again tells Rav Rabbachonon, Zil Havagrai, go pay them their wages for carrying your barrel, even though they messed up and broken, caused you a loss. Omelay, so he says again, Dinoch, is that the halacha? I have to. Amalei, Rav says, and yes, it is why, quoting the end of the Pasuk, you should protect, you safeguard the ways of the righteous. 
So over here, that demands that you give the, not only do you give back their, their, their clothing, meaning you don't take money from them for the damage they caused, you go ahead and you pay them for working even though they caused you a loss. So we see that the moral perspective sometimes will demand that you overlook your rights to your money. And Lefrim Yishur Sadin, you have to pay. And again, the Gemara uses the Lashen that is any Mechuyiv to do so when the situation calls for it. So that brings us to our next Maramakum, which is the Shulchan Aruch, again in Simon Yud Beis. This is on page 16 of the booklet. The Ramah, over here referring to Tulchus Dayanim, so the Ramah says, "Ve'ain based in Yichayin Lachov Likanis Lefnimishros Adin." Based in cannot actually force someone to go Lefnimishros Adin. Afabishen Erlehem in Aroi. Even though it seems to them that the situation does call for it, it would be the right thing to do. Still, based in cannot actually get involved and force somebody to go Lefnimishros Adin. However, says the Ramah, "V'yeshchalkin." There are those that disagree and say that if based in sees that it would be correct for someone to go Lefnimishros Adin beyond the letter of the law, then Basin can actually force him to do so. And if you look in the Pesachit Tshuva over here, Sivkat Nval, V'yesh Chalkin, Ayin Bach, he cites the Bach, Shedayte lahalacha Kayesh Chalkin. The Bach holds the Halacha is like the Yesh Chalkin, the Kayfinon, Lameb, Lefnim Yishur, Sadin. Basin will force somebody to go beyond the letter of the law, Imai Chalos Biyada, if he can do so, Lasseh Shehosh, if he's wealthy, then he can, so he can afford it. Then Basin will force him to go because of any rights. All the but they didn't among the Yidin, they all have this They will force a wealthy person if something seems right to them from again from the moral perspective. Even though it's not legally halachically, he's not mechuyiv to do so. Basin will force him to go and make him pay, if he has the wherewithal to do it, they will do so. So in the Yeser Eons, we quoted Tzemach Tzedek. That's a pretty long tshuva, discussing somebody who lost money, so in a different year found it, and he wants his money back. So there the halacha is, you should give it back, even though you're dealing with a place of Rav Goyim, which the, you can assume the owner was Miyayish, because he assumes a guy will find it and never return it, so the halacha, Straight Allah, you would not have to return it. Still, there's a flimishur sadin that if you know it was lost from a Jew, you should return it to him. So the Tzemak Tzedek, he can basically concludes that there is, like you know, like we just cited from the back, that there is a halacha that we force people to do with flimishur sadin. However, he says we don't actually force using actual force. You don't use sticks and that type of thing. We don't t- definitely don't take the money away from him. Rather, we will use words to force them. We'll force them by words. And he wants to make shalom among all the different paiskim, whether or not we force, enforce Lefimishur Sadin, to basically say, the ones that say don't force, they mean by actual using literal force. And that we don't do when we're dealing with Lefimishur Sadin. As opposed to forcing with words, basically cajoling him to the point where he's being pressured to go along with Lefimishur Sadin, that is something the Bata Din will do, and that indeed the Bach is telling us. That is what we will be kaifin al din. The bate din will enforce as much as they can. They will cajole someone when they see the situation calls for it, the person can afford it, and the situation demands it, then they will try to strongly encourage to the point of where maybe considered pressure for the person to go the Fnimishur Sadin.